This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. We are back, and joining us shortly will be Fred Doucette, longtime friend of mine, and he's a public servant, retired fireman in the great state of New Hampshire. And he's a Republican member of the New Hampshire House of Representatives. And he is in leadership there with the Republicans. And he's been very active. We can talk with Fred about this as well. His presidential support over the years, like mine, has changed. But I wanted to get Representative Doucette on because of an article and he is on now hi fred how are you good morning good morning tom good morning well i wanted to talk with you my friend because you're from the great state of new hampshire and you're certainly an expert in new hampshire politics been involved for decades the new york times yesterday and one of my favorites i don't always agree with him but david Leonhardt. That's my mom's mate, my late mom's maiden name, Leonhardt. So I'm fond of him just for that reason. But he's one of the editors for the Times. He writes about New Hampshire. And he talks about more so about the Democrats, but the fact that President Biden and now suddenly other top Democrats want South Carolina to go first next year for primaries and state officials in new hampshire of course they're insisting they want to keep their state as the first in the nation and the new york times leonhardt gets into the fact that you know you look back in history new hampshire voted against each of the past three democratic presidents during their ultimately victorious nomination campaigns like biden Barack Obama in 2008, Bill Clinton in 92, not since Jimmy Carter 50 years ago has an eventual Democratic president won the state. And then no two-term Democratic presidency has started with New Hampshire as a win. And then the clearest pattern, Leonhardt's rise, is that New Hampshire prefers Democrats from nearby. So regardless of their ideology or national appeal, he writes, every time a major candidate from neighboring like Massachusetts, Vermont, I think of like Bernie Sanders, 2020, 16, John Kerry in 2004, Paul Songus, who fizzled away in 92, Dukakis, 1988. Uh, the Democrats, certainly in New Hampshire, which I know you can't speak for, you're on the other team, but also the Republicans, they really covet the fact that New Hampshire for so many decades has been you know, Iowa's a straw poll. So you're the very first primary. Why is that important? I think it's important to keep in New Hampshire. And, and Leonhardt, by the way, not to steal your answer, but he says because the intimacy, because New Hampshire is not just Republican and Democrat, it's a mixed state. People are very involved there. They're very engaged. They're highly intelligent. That's the reason you keep it there, not to knock South Carolina. Would you agree with that, whether it's Democrat or Republican? Well, I, I think there's going to be a lot of discussion. And by the way, Tom, you sound great. I'm glad you're doing better. Thank you, um, brother. We we can put this to rest real easy by state law, by state law here in New Hampshire. And actually, I, I'm a co-sponsor on a 
piece of legislation that will make it a constitutional amendment, which I believe will pass in the state of New Hampshire. This will be uh, 104 years. We've already held the first in the nation primary for 100 years. Um, so it's state law. It doesn't matter what the DNC or any Democrat or Republican, for that matter, decides to do, say, or position themselves. We will hold the first contest in the country. And Iowa does hold that first caucus event. And, and the running gag here in New Hampshire with politicos is Iowa picks uh, corn and we pick presidents. And, uh, and I think the argument of... Uh, Geography on the Democratic side in in relation to winning the primary here is is an important one, and and I acknowledge it. But here's the issue: in New Hampshire, you have to spend real time on the ground talking to real people. Um, you know, uh, and and there was one big anomaly. I, I chaired President Trump's campaign here in New Hampshire in 2016 and in 2020, but that was so anomalous in that he he had celebrity coming in so we did basically not basically we did one house party and the rest were rallies sure and by the way fred fred Doucette, who we're talking to right now guess who lives down the block from him literally stones throw away <laughs> core lewandowski yeah. who was the campaign manager for trump so brother you're right in the middle of it yeah and and this at especially this time of year is the uh, center of the political universe and rightfully so in my humble opinion because these candidates i spent the fourth of july weekend and some parades i spoke with uh literally spent actual time with will hurd with governor burgum sure senator scott well they all came to town and they, they all came to town and guess what folks they're all courting they're all fluttering their eyelashes at fred said and his colleagues to say support us please would you help us would you mark would you endorse us i mean they're they're trying to curry favor from the elites like fred fred will say he's not but he is in new hampshire fred i gotta jump in Leonhard in new york times i want to see if you agree he writes new hampshire's when we talk about the primary in new hampshire new hampshire's quote defenders say Candidates talk directly with voters when they go there in restaurants and coffee shops at town meetings and halls rather than competing mostly through advertisements. And then kind of like in ancient Greece or the early United States, Leonhardt's words, citizens can actually take the measure of the people who want to represent them. And Leonhardt says he covered in New Hampshire primaries and he, he also found it charming. I would agree. And, and by the way, South Carolina is very Republican. So if that's the first primary for Democrats and Republicans. It's going to skew things. New Hampshire is not far right. Your governor is an example. Sununu is a moderate. So New Hampshire is more middle of the road. And, and moreover, the, the greatest percentile of, of uh, voters are, quote unquote, Undeclared or yep. independent. Forty forty percent of the electorate is our independence. So what I think the Biden administration, not necessarily the DNC, but what Biden and his keepers have decided on here is, well, we, we we've never done well in New Hampshire. Sure. Um, he left here with his tail between his legs, and 
flash forward to, you know, the get together they had prior to South Carolina um, and everybody got their deal and Biden was the, the blessed one and on they went. They know that they're going to get trounced here. Yep. What, what they're not, not calculating into the equation is the 40 percent of independent slash undeclared voters. Of course. Who, who relish the first in the nation status, who relish. I have people coming out to Vivek's events right now, and, and they came out to Trump's events back in the day, too, that are undeclared, and they're looking for someone because this administration is failing. So I, I think some of the pundits are saying, Tom, that there's going to be a, a dip in uh, turnout. I I think very much to the contrary. I think it's going to drive voter Me turnout. Me, too. It's going Me to too. bring the independents out, and the independents are going to pull Republican ballots, not only as a protest, but as the logical choice to put this country back on track. Agreed. And, and they have some great, we have some great candidates on the Republican side. I believe Vivek Ramaswamy is the guy who we need to lead. Well, I want to talk about that, too, if you have time. Vivek, uh, he's certainly going to be on the dais and the debate stage because he's above 1% and he's gaining ground. But I got to say this. New Hampshire folks, for those of you, this may be esoteric for some, but, but I think you mostly get it, those of you that vote and care. New Hampshire is a swing state. South Carolina is a very much Republican state. You've got Democratic challengers like the governor of, I think, forthcoming of California, Gavin Newsom, certainly Robert Kennedy Jr., Marianne Williamson. They definitely want to have the New Hampshire primary because they likely could put a dent in Biden's lead or even defeat him. And even Ray Buckley, the chairman of your New Hampshire Democratic Party, says, hey, we're still going to be First Nation whether or not Biden comes here. And I think he's right. And I think your Republican Party is right where they say this is going to be the next state. No change. We're going to come right back with Representative Fred Doucette. We'll find out why he left the Trump team and joined the Vivek team, a tech multi-bazillionaire brilliant guy running for president a lot of people are getting to know him and like him fred will tell you why he supports him in new hampshire stay with us tom anderson show This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. And we are back. We were talking about national politics and presidential primaries and why New Hampshire is really the coveted place to get the endorsement and the nod. Doesn't always work out for the Democrats, does for Republicans, it seems. State Representative Fred Doucette, but not wearing his representative hat, wearing his voter and citizen cap, is joining us for a second segment here. He agreed to stick with us because we talked about New Hampshire, where he lives and, and votes and gets calls from presidential candidates probably weekly as they mosey into town because they want his endorsement. But Fred left the Trump train, like I did, and joined the Vivek train, Ramaswamy, 
He is the tech entrepreneur that's running. And Fred, on the break, my friend, you told me some polling results that I have not heard. Breaking news. Vivek is doing quite well. Yes, I'll definitely I'll send you a screenshot of it. But in the last poll that came out, oh, geez, early yesterday morning, uh, Trump, of course, is still leading the polls. I think he was in the 50th percentile, somewhere around 50 percent. Uh, they had uh, Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, at 26, uh, was it 26 percent, 26 percent, and Vivek at 10 percent, polling third. And Vivek used to be 1 percent, so he moved on 9 percent. Yeah. Good Lord. I'll, I'll tell you what I find so intriguing about Vivek, and I am, whenever he's in the state, I'm on his right side. And you know me well. I, yep. I speak to anyone and everyone, and people call me out of the blue. I have yet to hear, and we're going to get him on your show, and, and the people of Alaska will hear his voice. Um, I have yet to hear a negative comment um, about this man. He um, He's inspirational. He's articulate. I thought in in my time that I've met the most intelligent people that I'm ever going to meet in my life, the big to the fourth power, and you know me well enough, what is most important for me is he checks the common sense box. Yep. You're um, a patriot. I, you know, I know. I like Your to, endorsement I'm, matters I'm to me. I'm, I'm a person, you know, I'm a, a working guy, retired firefighter, um, and I can smell BS a mile away. This guy's a, a good man, a, a excellent father. It's just... And, and he's well, let man. me get let me get into the the machine gun questions. Does being from Cincinnati, Ohio, help? I think it does. Do you think it helps him? That's a great state to come from, presidentially. I think it's a, yeah. I think it's a great state to come from. He now resides in Columbus, and um, I yeah. And he's got it. And what an interesting aside because um where his network is so broad and and he's done so much in his 37 years i'll say that again 37 years old self-made he's patented uh five different drugs one of which uh saves i think it's between five and eight children this really small disease that these kids would die before the age of three uh, he took it upon himself with with the company he started and uh engineered and patented this drug that's having these kids live and then went on to, uh, you know, finance. That's right huge. Now, he, uh, he, you know, people have to dig into his history because what I'm giving you is a real Reader's Digest version. Of course. But, well, he owns the sciences. What is it? Roy Vant Sciences. He owns therapy, yeah, therapeutic sure. companies. But Fred, yeah. let me jump in again. So sure. does it help him that he has a Harvard degree and a Yale degree, two of the top schools in the nation? I think it does. I also think that he's an entrepreneur, unlike, you know, my affinity to to DeSantis, but Trump's a failed entrepreneur. We can all agree there. We hold our nose when when he talks business, whether you like him or not, because he has so many failures. Uh, uh, you know, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Pence, uh, God bless uh, DeSantis, all of them for their public service. But but Vivek is is an entrepreneur with the Harvard and Yale background. That can't hurt him, can it? And something he does not tout. Uh, publicly, he's a constitutional scholar, Tom. 
he's a CEO. He's, he's not a, a business guy. He's a CEO. This campaign is run like a company, much like this country should be run like a company. Okay. He, sure. he knows uh, how to get things done. And quite frankly, if he is as good with our collective pocketbook as he is with his own, we are in great shape from Jump Street. He is the only one in, in this clown car of candidates right now sure. that is laying out specific policy. You know, he has policy on ending the war in Ukraine. He, he talks about how he's going to most importantly uh, revive the American uh, national identity and pride in America. And we talk about, as Republicans, from my point of view, how we need to engage the younger generation. Sure. This man will take us forward. This man is five pages ahead of us. If we want to secure the Congress, the Senate, and get some real change in how this country's running, this, I firmly believe, is is the man. Is the guy to do it. Let me quote from The Hill. Anybody read The Hill? I've written for The Hill. Several articles. One was endorsing Trump. Boy, I needed to write a new op-ed soon to counter that from four years ago. Biotech. Here's a quote. Biotech. This is from yesterday. Entrepreneur Vivek Ramswamy is narrowing in on Floridian Governor Ron DeSantis. A poll released by Echelon Insight. This is an article from yesterday. This week found Trump under 50%, DeSantis at 16%, and Ramswamy has massively gone up to 10% in third. Folks, you heard it from Fred DeSantis and from me and from The Hill. I did not know that. That's huge. So uh, that's, that really it's is. Incredible. And I know we just repeated that, but it just is something I want people to get their brains around that. If you're in Alaska and you're in resource development and you're in mining and timber and commercial fishing, uh, Arctic policy, military, all these things where there is big money circling around and uh, investing in things and supporting and funding things, having an entrepreneur that's successful, that's young, that's engaged and brilliant, uh, wouldn't hurt Alaska. I think that's Fred's message. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, he, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the uh, Republican candidates have the same position on energy. Sure. Um, the Vex in that camp, drill frack, uh, burn coal, uh, but do it responsibly, of course. But absolutely do it responsibly and hold others globally to that standard also. Uh, let, let's not send, send us under uh, at, at the cost of being the right person. You know, yep. it, it's just silliness the way the direction that uh, this administration's taking and, and the, the Kool-Aid that the rest are drinking right now. Uh, we need to bring our GDP back up. This is plain and simple. The guy, and and here's another argument too, Tom. And I, we're getting inundated every single commercial with these attack ads, DeSantis, sure, um, and, and others. Okay. And what I like to say is, you know, at least in New Hampshire, the vape will give you somebody to vote for, not somebody to vote against. Okay. He's a fresh voice, and when people hear him, I, I started talking about this earlier. The most negative comment I've ever received sure. about the Vic Ramaswamy is 
boy, he'd make a great vice president. Yeah, or, or there's racism. Nikki Haley and him are Indian descent. I mean, we're yeah. done with that, folks, with, with the, the racism yeah. wars. We're way past that, and, and we got to be colorblind. Fred, let me say something else. In debate, I've watched him. He's not only brilliant, but he's also ambassadorial. He's not going to go and meet with Angela Merkel or Schultz now in Germany and decline to shake the hand of the German leader. And then we find out America's bugging their office. That was under Trump, I might add. Trump was an a-hole. He wouldn't shake her hand. He crapped on Germany, the biggest economy in Europe. And, and he wasn't thoughtful in, in discussion. You know, we're, we're having meetings and he's like, you owe us money on the stage. That's not the time to do that we can all agree that we should be funded for our military help and we should be paid back for our loans but to do it and humiliate other leaders is or push people out of the way for us for a photo op i don't think vivek does that i think he's a thoughtful hardline leader but that is this kind and i think we need that and and moreover to, to that point a guy like Juan DeSantis says he will not go on uh, NBC or CNBC, MSNBC, to do interviews. Ask uh, Vivek about interviews. Ask Don Lemon about Vivek. Ask Chris Sure, because he, he's been on all those. Okay. Fred said it's and, always and, a pleasure. By the way, you know I have an affinity to DeSantis. So, but, but we'll get into that in a later conversation. Try to get Vivek on our show, please. And keep up the good work, definitely. Fred. Thanks, okay, Tom. God bless you God and bless God bless New Hampshire. Tom Anderson Show. Good morning. Good morning.